0: Welcome back to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. My name is Adrienne Delgado. I'm a registered dietitian, and I'm just so happy to be here. I hope you're having a great week so far. Today, we're going to talk about mindfulness, and this is a buzzword. We've been hearing it a lot the past year, even maybe before that, and it's just all about being present, staying in the moment. I remember when I was getting married, somebody gave me the advice of really try to just cherish every part of the day. Don't look too forward into the future about what's coming next. So when you're getting your hair done, don't be thinking about the wedding ceremony. Just really sit and enjoy getting pampered and getting your hair and makeup done. And when you're at the ceremony, don't be thinking about the reception coming up because you're going to miss out on creating all those memories of the ceremony itself and when you're at the ceremony don't be thinking about the first dance or the cutting your cake just enjoy celebrating that moment with all the people in the room and i remember i was so thankful for that piece of advice because i enjoyed the entire day i didn't stress out about what was coming next i mean i was excited About what was coming next but I allowed myself to really just absorb and take in the whole moment and now I have such great memories of that I have such great memories of our wedding day and so what we want to talk about today is mindfulness with our diets how do we stay present in the moment of when we're eating there's this Zen proverb that I came across a couple months ago and it said when you walk walk And when you eat, eat. It's actually very simple. But what it's telling us is let's not multitask. When you walk, walk. And when you eat, eat. But we don't need to combine these two things together. Now, when it comes to mindfulness with food, I usually teach a concept called the five S's. All right, so we want to make sure we're sitting down, we're slowing down our pace, We simplify our environment, we savor, and we smile. Today, I want to do a deep dive into the slowing down and the sitting down piece, because I think this is a huge one for most of my clients, and maybe some of you guys out there listening also struggle with this. So often, the reason why people are overweight is because they overeat. You can overeat good healthy foods. You can overeat bad junk food, right? You can, if you are overweight, it means you are overeating in some capacity. And so a lot of times people want to say, you know what? I need to cut down on my portion sizes. I need to cut down on how much I eat. I eat way too much. And that may be true, but my thought is we can't address the overeating until we get to the root cause of the problem. And more times than not, it is our eating speed. It's how fast we eat. If we are eating too fast, we are blowing through those signals that our body has intrinsically and that are created to tell us to stop eating. But we blow through them and not even realize that we've gotten a signal. And why? because we're eating too fast. So yes, we need to address the overeating portion of it and portion control and eating smaller servings of foods, but we can't do that well unless we get to the root of the problem, which is how fast are we eating? And we also can't get to the root of the problem until we talk about the environment in which we're eating. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about slowing down and we're also going to talk about making sure you are seated whenever you eat. All right. So let's talk about the slowdown first. You may have heard somewhere along the way that it takes 20 minutes for the signal to go from your stomach to your brain that you are full. And if you have heard this somewhere along the lines, you have been given correct information. Right? Sometimes there's so much stuff out there. It's like, is this one actually true or did somebody just make this up? This one is actually true. That is how long it takes a signal to go from your stomach to your brain that you have reached satisfaction, that you have reached fullness. Now I'm going to pose the question, how many of you take 20 minutes to eat your meals? For most of us, that's not what's happening. Six minutes, seven minutes, You know, I think maybe with COVID, we slowed down our pace a little bit because we weren't running around everywhere trying to get from this um, practice to to that activity to, you know, having to grab dinner really fast because then you got to go to the next thing. With COVID, we didn't really have anywhere to go. And so I think that helped a little bit with our eating speed. But so many of us have been fast eaters because of a time in our life where we had to be quick. And that habit has just followed us along into adulthood. Like I know for myself, I played lots of sports in high school. And I remember going from track practice after school in the spring and then coming home, slamming dinner down in less than like three or four minutes and then out the door to go to softball practice. I only had like five, 10 minutes at the most to get changed and eat and get right back out the door. And if you do that often enough, guess what? That habit of eating fast follows you around. And you'll find that I have nowhere to go, and yet I'm still eating quickly. I caught myself one day. Gosh, this was maybe a couple years ago. I was eating cereal in the morning. And I literally had the spoon with cereal waiting outside of my mouth like the milk is dripping off the spoon and I am sitting there chewing as fast as I can with the next bite ready to go as soon as there's enough space in my mouth to shovel it in. And I remember thinking, this is crazy. What am I doing? Slow down. Put your spoon down. There's no reason why you have to fly through breakfast. You're not going anywhere. How often are we eating quickly? I remember I had a guy, one of my clients, he um, told me that he often would have his meal finished by the time his wife plated hers and sat down. So she would plate his food, serve it to him, would go back into the kitchen to get her plate. And by the time she reached the table, he almost had all of his meal down. And he says to me, you don't understand when I, I was in the Navy, and when we were in the Navy, we only had six minutes to eat our meal before we had to get back to our post. And so I asked him, I'm like, how long has it been since you've been in the Navy? And he said, 27 years. I said, I think it's time to find a new excuse, don't you? And we both laughed about it, but it's true, right? You know, we have this in our head that this is how I was brought up. Or this is how I was conditioned at some point in my life. So therefore, this is who I am. This defines me. And we don't have to let past behaviors predict future behaviors. We don't. We get to decide. That man got to decide whether or not he wanted to continue being a fast eater like he was when he was in the Navy, or if he wants to slow down for the second half of his life. He gets to choose that. Doesn't mean that once a fast eater, always a fast eater. But it takes intention and it takes practice. Just because you say you want to be a slower eater doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight. You've got to actually practice it. And it's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel weird because you're used to shoveling things in. And now all of a sudden you're not. You're going to put your fork down in between each bite. You're actually going to chew and clear everything out of your mouth before you pick up the fork to put another bite in. That takes practice, right? We did it when we were babies or if you've had kids, right? You would feed your kid some food and then you would wait until they swallowed and then you would give them another bite. That's how it worked. But somewhere along the way, we decided, oh, I need to hurry And this food thing is it's a necessity, but I don't have time to actually devote any time to it. So let me just shovel it in real quick and then I will, I can be on my way. But then (laughs) we get older, (laughs) our habits change, we're not as active anymore. And that habit of eating really, really fast follows us into adulthood and then it leads to problems. So I want you to think about, I want you to analyze your own eating speed Before you make any changes, all I want you to do is time yourself. So put a timer on before you start to eat, and then I want you to look at the clock or look at the timer when you have finished your meal. How long did it take you? So if it is true that it takes 20 minutes for the signal to go from your stomach to your brain, then it would make sense that mealtime should take about 20 minutes. And you can do this one of two ways. You can either take five minutes to, each, to eat each quadrant of your plate. All right, so if you were to break your plate apart into four quadrants, I want you to have a goal of taking five minutes per quadrant. I want you to notice that when you slow down your eating speed, I want you to notice how does your stomach feel? Do you notice that you're getting fullness signals earlier? One of the biggest ways to tell if you're eating too fast is if you go into a meal starving and you come out of the meal stuffed and you don't remember getting a signal anytime in between those two endpoints. I know that's happened to me before. I can't be the only person, right? Right. You go into a restaurant, you're starving, and you come out stuffed. And I remember thinking, I don't even remember feeling full. I don't even remember at any point in time getting a signal that I should slow down and stop. That means you ate too fast. And if you eat too fast and you still feel hungry because the signal hasn't caught up to you yet, chances are you're going to go eat more. You're going to go get seconds because I don't feel that resistance. I don't feel that stretch in my stomach, so I I should keep going. That's what we're talking about here. But if you slow your pace down, that signal has enough time to reach your brain, and then you might be pleasantly surprised. Huh? I actually feel satisfied with this. I used to eat double this portion, but then I always felt so uncomfortable afterwards. Now, we've done episodes about fullness before. So if you struggle with eating past fullness, I invite you to listen to that previous episode that we taped. Uh, But today, I just want to challenge you to slow down your pace. We cannot talk about lowering or reducing your portion control without this critical step first. We have to know that we're giving our body ample time to give us the right signal. So you know me, I always talk about we have to be able to identify the signal and then we have to be able to honor the signal. We can't identify signals unless we put ourselves in a position to hear them. And so eating speed is that first critical step. Now, let's talk about the other part of this, the sitting down piece. Because for so many of us, We are eating distracted, whether we're looking at screens, um, we are eating while we stand up. You know, we're we're not doing the Zen proverb. It's when you walk, eat. When you eat, walk. That's pretty much how most of us live. And I am a big fan of telling people to seek out being abnormal. So let me switch gears here for just a second. Then I'll come back to the sitting down piece. So many of us are like, oh, I just want to feel normal around food. I just want to be normal. Well, guess what? Over 70% of Americans are overweight or obese. So it is normal to overeat. It is normal to multitask while you're eating. It is normal to walk around when you're eating. It is normal to eat over the sink when you're eating. Our goal should not be seeking normalcy. We want to be in that 30%. We don't want to be normal. We want to do what people aren't doing if we want to get different results. For so many of my clients, they want to do everything they want to do, but they want the results of an abnormal behavior. And if you want abnormal results, you have to do abnormal things. Which one of them being, when you walk, walk, when you eat, eat. Another one, slow down your pace. Another one, sit down when you're eating. If your butt is not in a chair, you should not be eating. And when I say chair, I don't mean sofa. That's the quickest way to tell if you are hungry or not. If you are not willing to go sit At the dining room table in a quiet room by yourself to eat something, you're not hungry. You and I both know we've been to, let's say you're at a party. You're at a picnic, right? Most people just graze at the picnics, grabbing a couple pretzel sticks here, grabbing some chips there, maybe some buffalo dip or whatever it is that's offered at the party. You know, most of us just graze the whole time, but we're not really hungry, Now, let's imagine if you're at that party and you really are hungry, right? I've been to a party before where I'm like, if I don't get something to eat right now, I'm going to pass out. And I have no problem removing myself from the party, from the socialization to sit down at a table and eat. Because if my blood sugar is that low that I don't feel well, then food takes precedence over everything else. Most of us, are not in that dire situation when we're eating. We're just eating because the food is there or we're eating because we're bored. If you are not willing to remove yourself from a situation to go nourish your body, you're probably not that hungry. Just one of the tips that you can think about. But let's go back to sitting down. When you sit down at a table and you eat from a plate, not a paper plate, a ceramic plate, I want you to be all in. I want you to be so invested that you're willing to wash a dish for this meal (laughs) or this snack. Nobody is willing to go get a plate for five pretzel sticks. That would be a waste. I'm not going to go get a plate for five pretzel sticks. Well, guess what? If you're not willing to get a plate, you're probably not hungry. You're probably bored or you're probably stressed out or some other emotion. It's not hunger. That is how you know if you're truly hungry or not. Am I willing to go get a plate that I have to wash and remove myself from a situation or a social situation or a TV show? That's how you know if you're hungry. If you're not willing to do those things, you're just, you're just bored or restless or something like that. Think about when you go to a wedding and it's cocktail hour. Think about all the people just sitting there, or I shouldn't say sitting there, usually you're standing and you're talking, you may have a glass of wine, you know, they're passing out the hors d'oeuvres. As a side note, if you are a woman going to a wedding, I always recommend carrying a clutch, all right? Because if you carry a clutch, then that means one hand is occupied, which means you only have one hand left to either drink or eat. But when you have both hands available, you tend to drink, you're eating, and before you know it, you have consumed a lot of calories and you have yet to walk into the room to eat your dinner. People eat a ton of calories, a meal's worth of calories during cocktail hour, and then proceed to walk into the ballroom and eat a full dinner. So that's my side note. If I were to ask you, let's say you were back at that cocktail hour, if I were to see you the next day and ask you, what did you eat during cocktail hour? Um I think I had some shrimp. I think I had a stuffed mushroom, maybe some veggies, cheese. Um oh yeah, that's right. I had um I don't know, a piece of bread too, right? You don't know because you weren't paying attention. Do you know who does know how much they consumed at cocktail hour? The 90-year-old woman who was sitting at a table and somebody brought her a plate. She knows exactly how much she ate during cocktail hour because she was sitting down, she was eating from a plate, she was focused on the task at hand. Everybody else, who knows? I think it was a piece of shrimp. Well, how many? Uh, two, three, seven, right? You don't know because you weren't paying attention. Sitting down forces you to pay attention to the task at hand. It does. And so if we want to be more mindful, if we want to make better choices and be present with our food, then we have to put ourselves in a position to do so. And that can't happen when you're hiding behind the cabinet eating Twizzlers so your kids don't see you, right? I may or may not have done that before, but I'm just saying, when you stand up to eat something, it's usually you're eating very quickly. You don't have time. Think about where do you eat your food? I remember I had a client one time. His kids are older. They still lived at home. And he said his kids were standing around the counter eating chips out of a bag. And they were talking and laughing. And he said he walked into the kitchen and just instinctually he reached his hand into the bag of chips to pull some out to eat them. And he pulled them out and all of a sudden he was like, wait a second, if I'm going to eat these chips, I need to go put them on a plate. And if I put them on a plate, then I need to go sit down and then I'm going to have to journal that I ate it. Forget it. No way. And he threw the chips down, right? You know, it's what we call a pause point. It's an opportunity to think about what you're doing and ask yourself, is this the action I want to take? Before we had the conversation about sitting down and eating from a plate, he just grabbed chips and didn't think twice about it. Probably didn't even remember he did it. But now all of a sudden, the thought of I got to go get a plate and I've got to go sit down. It was enough of a pause point for him to say wait a second. This actually isn't what I want to do. This isn't in alignment with my goals. I'm going to walk away. That's what we're doing here. We're just giving you the chance to think about the other option instead of defaulting to whatever is quick and easy and and you know, just comfortable it's easy to just put your hands in the chip bag. I've always done it. It's familiar. But if I want to change my habits, I've got to do things differently. And sometimes we just need that half a second or that one second pause to help remind us, oh wait, that's right. We're doing things differently this time. We're doing things abnormally to get abnormal results. All right, guys. So that's your challenge. I want you to think about you may struggle with both of these things. You may just struggle with one of them. Uh, But pick one to work on. You know, maybe it's your eating speed. Slow yourself down. If you can't take five minutes per quadrant to eat, that just feels like torture to you to eat that slow. Then, you know, if you take seven minutes to finish your plate. Sit there for another 13 before you even think about going back for more food. So focus on on slowing down. Another tip is before you eat, take three deep breaths. Like three deep cleansing breaths. In through your nose, hold, out through your mouth, hold. Doing that, it just, you know, it calms you down. Usually if you're going to be you know, eating quickly, you go from one activity to another, but if you take the time to take three deep breaths before a meal, it just calms you down and slows you down and you're less likely to grab the fork and start heading to the races. When you sit down or when you go to eat something, just make sure you're in a seated position. Sit down and make sure you're eating on a plate at a table away from a screen. Those are just simple things that you can do right now. Now, this is what I tell people all the time. You may have heard this story before. You are going to try to make a change. You are going to be like, you know what? I'm going to eat slower. Or I'm going to remember that every time I eat, I'm going to sit down. I'm not going to eat over the the sink anymore. And you're going to think it's a great idea. And you say, okay, today I'm going to sit down to eat all my meals and all my snacks. And then you're going to start eating a snack and you're going to realize, oh, I forgot to sit down. When you are in that moment of, oh, I forgot, you have two choices. You can either self-correct in the moment or you can tell yourself, okay, I forgot next time I'll sit down. And I'm going to urge you, do not do the latter. (laughs) Do not tell yourself, oh, I messed up. Okay, next time I'll remember. Here's the deal, you won't, because it's not a habit yet. It's an idea, it's a good idea, but it's not a habit. So if you catch yourself not doing what you wanna do, if you catch yourself eating faster and having that next bite lined up outside of your mouth before you're done chewing, I need you to self-correct in the moment. That self-correction in the moment is what is going to help you remember faster the next time. Telling yourself that I'll just remember and I'll start from the beginning the next time, it will not work, I promise you. You have to self-correct in the moment. I don't care if you have one bite left or if you have three bites left and all of a sudden you remember, I should be slowing down, I should be sitting down. I need you to self-correct in that moment. I promise you the act of self-correction is going to help you remember sooner the next time. It might only be five bites before you're done, but it still will be sooner than the previous time. So I give this example. Um, I told you I ran track in high school and I used to shuffle my feet all the time. And my coaches would yell at me all the time. They'd be like, Adrian, pick up your feet when you run. You will run faster. Stop shuffling. But I will tell you something. My coaches never, ever said to me, Adrian, tomorrow at practice, I want you to remember to pick up your feet. You know what they did? If they saw me shuffling, they called me out on the track, Adrian, back at the beginning, do it again. I'm like, what? Do it again? I'm running a 400 here. I'm tired. Do it again. Start over. This time with your feet, pick your feet up. <laughs> Guess how many times it took me to remember to pick my feet up? Only a couple because I was always the one running extra laps and it was tiring. It was exhausting. So by self-correcting in the moment, I remembered a lot faster than if they would have said, tomorrow, Adrian, when you're doing your laps, I want you to remember to pick up your feet. Nobody ever said that to me because I wouldn't have remembered. I would have forgot. Sometimes I couldn't remember five minutes from what they told me before. So how do we expect ourselves to remember hours later or the next day? Very important when you're creating a new habit, even if you mess up in the beginning, even if you forget, self-correct as soon as you do remember. That is what's going to build your habit and build it strong. All right, guys, let's get to your recipe this week. So I made these a couple weeks ago. I found this recipe in my my binder that I have um, that I've kind of built throughout the years. And I kind of forgot about the recipe, Um, but it's a crispy fish taco. And guys, it is delicious. And what makes it delicious is the salsa. So, all right, this is going to be a recipe. You need um, two ears of corn husked. Now, I made this in the winter, so I just bought a bag of frozen corn. Uh, One medium grapefruit. A quarter of an English cucumber, diced. A half a medium onion, diced. Two plum tomatoes, diced. One serrano pepper, seeded and minced. You could also use a jalapeno there. The zest and the juice of two limes. Two tablespoons of olive oil a quarter cup of chopped fresh cilantro, a half a teaspoon of ground cumin, a half a teaspoon of salt, eight corn tortillas, a quarter cup of flour, two eggs, one cup of panko breadcrumbs, eight ounces of white fish. You can use halibut or tilapia or cod. Um, A little bit of cooking spray, And then if you want to make a sauce, you would do a third of a cup of plain Greek yogurt and a third of a cup of low-fat feta cheese. But I'm going to give you an option for that. So uh, if you want, you can actually roast your corn. You can broil it and char it if you want to get that smoky flavor. I'll be honest. I was lazy, so I just thawed out the frozen corn and just left it at is, and it was still very delicious. But basically, you're going to start by making your salsa. So you're going to combine your corn, uh, your grapefruit. You're just going to peel your grapefruit and cut away all that white pilth because that's a little bitter. Um, And when you're cutting up your grapefruit into chunks, you want to do it over the bowl. So that way, all the juice from the grapefruit goes into your salsa. And you're so like I said, you're going to combine your corn, your grapefruit, your cucumber, onion, tomatoes, pepper, um, the zest and the juice of one of your limes, the oil, the cilantro, a quarter of the teaspoon of cumin and a quarter teaspoon of the salt to a bowl. And you're going to mix that really well and then go ahead and put saran wrap on that and place it in your refrigerator until you're ready. Next, you're going to preheat your oven to 425, and you're going to stack all the tortillas on top of each other, wrap them in foil, and go ahead and place them in your oven uh, so they can get nice and soft. And then you're going to make, um, you're going to bread your fish. So in one bowl, you're going to put your flour in a separate bowl. You're going to whisk your eggs. And then in the remaining bowl, you're going to put the remaining cumin and salt along with flour into the third bowl. All right. Make sure your your fish is nice and dry. Pat it dry first so that the flour sticks to it. And you're basically going to dredge it in flour, then dredge it in your eggs, and then dredge it in your panko. All right. And you're going to just make, you're, you're breading it yourself. Now, if you want a shortcut and you can find a better quality breaded fish at your grocery store, you can use fish sticks. All right. But I don't want the junk fish. Like I prefer you using a healthier fish. But if you're strapped for time and you need something quick, because I know I have those nights too, you can use like a breaded fish from the grocery store and you can bake it. But if you have the extra time to bread it yourself, I promise you won't be disappointed. All right. So then you're going to take your fish. You're going to bread it, like I said, flour, egg. Um. Uh. I'm sorry yes flour egg panko and then you're going to put those fish on a baking sheet and you're going to mist those strips with cooking spray and you're going to bake for six minutes on each side so this is a really quick easy meal all right and then the last thing if you want to make that yogurt sauce you're just going to combine your yogurt your feta and the remaining lime zest and juice. So remember we started out with two limes. We used one lime for the salsa. We're going to use that second lime for the the creamy sauce. Um, Again, if you don't want to make that or if you have family members that don't like feta, you can just use some light sour cream. It works. All right. And then when you're ready, all you have to do is take those tortillas out of the foil and you're going to put your fish strips on them and you're going to top with that fresh, grapefruit salsa and finally a little dollop of the cream sauce and you are good to go and guys I made these the like I said I made these the other night for my kids and everyone went nuts they're like this is so good so fresh tasting and different we were we needed something different so um, the grapefruit and the cucumber and the corn uh, it just works I promise so there's your recipe for the day Um, guys, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Again, if this is something you struggle with, if you know, you're, you know, concerned about your weight or you're concerned about a, a medical condition, we are here to help. All right. You know, a lot of us understand the, the, what we need to do, but they can't get out of their own way to get it done. And so by providing you these practical tips, you know, sometimes like, yeah, 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 I know I should do that. But then we don't do it. We need to do it. This is, it's the little things that actually become the big things. You know, I think for so many people, they're looking for this magic cure of, you know, if we just find this magic cure, then I'll be able to lose weight or then I'll be able to eat healthier. And honestly, it just doesn't work that way. It's all about the little stuff and doing the little stuff over and over again. That becomes the big stuff. All right, guys. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian. Or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.